Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back at Book Journeys Radio with an exciting show for you today. Um, But as exciting as this show is, I'm going to give you all a heads up. We may have some sound problems, uh, hoping we will be able to rein those in. So bear with us if you have trouble with any of the transmission. We are going to talk today, um, as we do every week, with an author who has who has crossed over from being someone who wanted to write a book to someone who got it done. And hopefully from their journey, you can take something with you for your journey so you too can complete your book. I am joined today by Candace Raglan. She is the author of Invisible Dad. You can check out InvisibleDadJourney.com to learn more about Candace. Candace, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, just to get started, let's tell people about the book. What is Invisible Dad about and who did you write it for? So my book is definitely about uh, my story of growing up uh, as a fatherless daughter and really overcoming that and getting through to uh, the healing process and the healing journey. So it talks about my story, but it gives you the tools um, to get past the finish line, what do you need to do to overcome your past and conquer your future? And so it was written specifically for uh, fatherless daughters, but it really um, pertains to anyone that is missing a parent or wants to know uh, what missing a parent feels like or what people go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had all kinds of people read the book, so it's been a great tool for, for people. That's awesome. Well, let's just start with how the idea came to you. How did you get the idea to write this book? Had you always wanted to write a book, or how did this show up? Uh, so, actually, I, I the writing a book never came to my mind. I mean, the Lord really led me to to write this book. I think out of your pain comes your purpose. And so with this book, it really talks about my pain and what I had to go through. But through that journey, I have definitely developed my purpose of helping these fatherless daughters um, really conquer the world. And so that's how I actually got to write the book. I was led to do so. It wasn't specifically something I wanted to do for my entire life, but honestly, it has led to more and more avenues, and I definitely want to write more books. I love it. That's awesome. So... um so you kind of had the inspiration to write the book. Did you envision it as completed before you started? Did you know how this book would turn out, or did it change along the journey? I had no idea how the book would turn mm-hmm. out. Um, I knew I would get it finished, but I had no idea what it would be like at the end. And honestly, I've, I've read my book 
again lately, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome, because I was really, then I really enjoyed um, being in your program, the Three Days to Done program, because it really caused me to just focus on this project, and we're going to get this project done, and at the end of those three days, that's what we did. So... While you um, while you were writing the book, was um, was there anything that helped you? A lot of people think writing a book in three days sounds crazy or impossible. What were some of the things yeah. that helped you get through those three days to stay focused and stay committed? Um, tell me a little bit about your practice. Um, I, I listened to music a lot during when I was writing the book. I think... The change of scenery is great. I mean, not being being in my same scenery all the time and, you know, doing the everyday thing. I think the change of scenery when we went to Hawaii was awesome. Um, I mm. think being focused and having your outline is critical. It, it really helped me to stay focused on what exact sections I was writing. And also the the um, – I would say the flexibility of being able to write whatever I wanted to write as far as in the order I wanted to write it in. So because I wasn't familiar with writing a book, you know, I thought people, oh, you know, you write it from start to finish. And when I was working with you, you said, you know what, start with the easiest chapters first, and then you can work into the harder ones. So that's what I did, which was awesome, because that helped me to really tackle um, the end of my journey, because I was already there as far as the healing process, the tools. I already knew what you needed to do to get to where I am. So I think the beginning for me, uh, beginning of my book was a little bit harder. But um, mm. I think the overall process was awesome, just staying focused and having an outline. I love that. So um, were there any times either while you were writing your book or in a couple weeks after when you were editing it, were there times where you felt like you experienced writer's block? Oh, yes. (laughs) I think, think, yeah, during the three days you definitely experienced it. I don't think it's not because you you have it all in you. You know um, what needs to be said is just, I think really you overanalyze, like I was overanalyzing it, trying to make sure that what I said was going to be effective and that it was going to be awesome writing. You know, you have that standard that you want to meet. And that's what I think kind of challenged me with the whole writer's block aspect of it. Yeah, and so let's talk about this a little bit. Um, do you have, a, would you call yourself a perfectionist, or do you have perfectionist tendencies? Yes, definitely. And then the fact that I had never written a book made it even worse, because I feel like I was jumping into something. It's like jumping into a pool and you can't swim. <laughs> so you're yep. like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to drown here, or it's going to be like, swim, baby, swim, but I'm like, oh, i got to figure this out. So it was really kind of tough in the beginning um, to really understand how to, what what it takes to write a book and what do you need to do and how you need to keep your mind focused and why it's important not to, 
you know, do all these 20 million different things called life, you know, and really focus on your project and just get it done. And so, yeah, it was definitely, definitely challenging, challenging in the beginning for sure. So I think one of the, um, I think one of the things that holds people back from writing their book is that they want it to be good. And we all want our books to be good, right? And so in order to right. get to a good book, you have to write a bad first draft, which is so uncomfortable. And then the way we do it at Three Days to Done, I make you write a bad first draft and share it with me so I can read it. So, um so how was that for you as someone who, you know, maybe is a little bit of a perfectionist or certainly really wanted her book to be good? Um, how did you think, uh, how important was getting that bad first draft out to get to this one? How did that unfold for you? I think it was great from a sense of having immediate direction is awesome because I wouldn't have to keep turning my wheels and having, you know, writing all this copy, all this text, and then having mm. to go back and rewrite. I mean, that media direction is huge for someone that is, especially a new author that doesn't really know, you know, the tone of voice or doesn't know to, to pick out who you're going to be, you know, writing for, your exact person. And, you know, it, it, that is definitely something that's critical to the process for sure i think after um after the beginning it becomes something that you're definitely already cognizant of so you already had those directions so yeah, i think you're left trust me you're going to make mistakes or you know you're going to need things edited but i think you have that in the back of your mind where you may not go down a certain direction where you're writing or whatever the case may be and while you were – like, this is my thing, because it is such a vulnerable process to share such rough drafts and such raw drafts. And the thing for me is thinking um, thinking about this act as – I call it an act of service. So being willing to actually write it, even though it's not awesome, and actually share it, even though it's not awesome, in order to get it there. I think of it as an act of service for the people you want to help. So for you, was there um, an image in your mind of someone who you wanted to be touched by this book that kind of helped keep you going? Yes, definitely. Because I was writing um, my story, I really had to not only go back to my younger self and say, you know, what does she need? What does she need at that time? And that's why I'm writing this book. Also keeping in mind that what are the, the girls needing at this age? Because it's kind of different, you know, from what it was when I, not that I'm, I'm that old or anything, but, you know, people have to deal with different things now. And, and you know, not having a father is like the new normal now. And so it's not really looked upon as a difficult situation. You know, it's looked on as, you know, keep going in life. You know, everybody has their own problems. And so I had to definitely write the book from a special perspective um, to really engage with those fatherless daughters for sure. And were there any um, – were there any – surprises for you of the actual like book writing and publishing process anything that was different than what you expected it to be um I wouldn't say I guess 
because my expectations weren't um, so exacerbating or so high because I, I didn't know what I was really particularly getting myself into. Um, <laughs> I, I think, and people told me this, and I didn't understand what they were saying. They, they told me that the writing is easy. It's the editing that's so hard. And I really learned that. Like, getting the words on paper is, like, the easiest part. But cutting things out and moving things around and making sure this sounds right and does this flow and does it not flow and we got to take that out and, you know, we need this word here and have these commas. It, I mean, the editing to, editing to me is the most crucial part, and it's more gruesome to me than the writing is. I feel like when you write, you can get your feelings out, you can say what you need to say and put it all on paper. But to craft it and mold it into a, a perfect book our perfect story it only takes more work than it does to write it hmm yeah were there moments um in the process where you were scared or thought maybe about not publishing it or wanting to take more time to get it done and if so how did you deal with any of those fears oh yes definitely I mean, putting out, because my story is so vulnerable and it's my first-hand story, putting out your life into a book, I mean, I ask myself over and over again, are you sure you want to do this? Because once this comes out for everybody to read, you have exposed yourself, which means anything can come your way, whether good, whether bad, or indifferent. And so I definitely... um, just really rehearse that over and over in my head. However, my ideal reader, my cause, the reason why I did it, the, the service aspect of it, always came back into play. It always came and resurfaced and said, okay, this is why you're doing it, not because of anything that may happen afterwards. And that's what really kept me going. Um, I really needed to tell the story, which was so many people's story, and, and really have that connection with, with the readers. Love that. What have been some of the best things to come out of having your own book? Um, some of the best things. Speaking engagements, which are awesome. I really love speaking and talking to people. Um, about their story and how to get over um, some of the challenges definitely they've been having. Um, Also, I've been on numerous radio shows um, lately, so it's definitely been a great ride. (laughs) It's definitely a great ride for sure. Um, Have you, like, I know your book is written for uh, people without dads. Have there been other people who have found your book who maybe have a slightly different situation but still connected with the book? I've had people that actually grew up with both parents, and maybe uh, the dad didn't treat them as well as they could have. I've also had people that, you know, I'm missing a mother or, you know, in the foster care system. So it's, it's a range, range of people that actually have read the book, for sure. And I think the ending journeys, the ending healing process, is all the same for all the people. So that's why I think the book is most effective, because it's not just about 
the details of what my story is, it really speaks to a lot of different situations within a lot of people. So what are um what are some of the um what are some of the things that people who have read the book have said to you about it? Um hopefully some of the nice things. Um but what are what are some of the things that people have said to you about how the book has affected them? So I was recently at my high school doing a speaking engagement and a girl came up to me um Someone had given her my book, and she said, I can't believe you wrote this. You're, you're telling my story. And she had only read, like, the first couple pages. And so comment, I mean, I do it for those people because they don't have, I'm not going to necessarily say the confidence, but they don't, they don't talk about what they're going through. They just go through it and just keep it in. And so I mm. voice it. I, I say what's real, and I say what has happened, and I'm honest in that book. And so I think I'm just giving a voice to the voiceless. I've had people say that, you know, I've been waiting to, for somebody to say this. I've been waiting for somebody to talk about this epidemic. Um, I had another woman recently who said, I heard someone talking about this book at my job. I got to get this book and I take a picture with you. That's so cool. I mean, it's just various, you know, it's just various aspects like that, which are so great because you're like, what? You know, what? They, they're talking about my book, but it's so awesome because people are really getting the message. And the message is actually being effective because if it wasn't, you would never hear or people would never tell you those type of comments. And so it's right. just awesome the reward that happened. Yeah, I wanted to talk about you as a person. Obviously, you are very accomplished even without the book, but is there a way that you feel like you've changed now that you have this accomplishment? Do you think there's a way you show up differently in your own life? Yes, definitely. I think um, I show up more confident. I actually presented at my job recently my book. And I was really kind of scared to do that. They did not know that I was an accomplished author. And um, I presented there, and I got raving reviews. And I think I show up really more confident, ready to stand in my truth and be honest, and really unapologetic. And unapologetic meaning that I'm not going to apologize for what I went through if people do not like it or don't like the fact that I have exposed it or told the truth, then that is really something that they would have to deal with personally. But I'm okay for what I have done and what I have revealed, and I was okay when I put the book out, and I'm okay now. So um, I think those are the, the true things that I've definitely changed, that has definitely changed in my life. So what what about that? This is a very personal story. Did you have to go through um, your own process of being willing to share this story? Was that were you worried that readers might judge you or your other members of your family might think you, I don't know, told the story inaccurately? I know telling a personal story is especially vulnerable. Yes, I definitely worried. Because some of the things in the books, I didn't even tell my uh, mother. And so my mother actually, mm. um, she 
didn't um, – and she didn't get the full story of the book. She read it before it came out, but she did not know. It's not like she knew years in advance or anything like that. So some of those things that I reveal in there are very private, and, and they were they were exposed. And I knew that I could get family backlash. I mean, it, it because I'm exposing my family, and, and this is what happened. Um, but I was okay with that, and I wasn't rude about it. They knew I was going to write a book. They got to read it in advance. If there was anything inaccurate about the book that they thought was inaccurate, they could definitely tell me, and we could have that conversation. However, I didn't have those conversations with anyone because the truth was the truth. So everything that mm. came out in the book, I mean, they they read it prior too. But I think I think you always, when you have a, a personal book like that, you'll definitely always have in the back of my your mind, you know, what what you, others, other people will think. But I think at the end of the day, as long as you're comfortable with standing in your truth, you don't have to apologize for telling the truth. Love that. Love that. How has your relationship with God uh, changed or supported you during this book process? Uh, I think it's become greater, and I think it's really given me more of a compassion and a heart for these fatherless daughters because I've been through it. I've been through the pain. I've been through the depression, and I've gotten to the other side. And what I really want to do is help these women get to the other side also. So I want to get back in the race with them and say, I'll partner with you. Let's let's. I'll coach you, I'll mentor you, and let's run across this finish line. I'll come back to get you. You know, it's like that one race racer that gets across the finish line but goes back to get the other person that may be injured or limping or sick or whatever the case may be just to make sure that they finish. I want to be that person to make sure that they finish. And so it's just caused me to have more of a compassionate eye and to really talk to various churches and have conversations about what's going on, whether it's outside or inside the church. And so it's the same epidemic worldwide. So I think it just exposes a lot more as far as what the opportunities are for hurt people to heal, and it also just supports me on what my mission is. Love that. What advice would you have to somebody who wants to write a book but they haven't been able to finish it? I would say get to a place, a space, where you can just focus on it and write the book. I've had so many people ask me about writing the book, and so many people say, you know, I want to write, but I'm like, you really don't want to write a book because if you wanted to write a book, you would have done it by now. (laughs) If you want to write a book, you need to take the time to write and focus on it. Everything that you want to say, you have within you. So I say take time, focus on it, whatever the case may be. If you have to take off work a couple days, then do so. But I would say focus on what you need to say and put it on paper. It doesn't have to be 100% perfect. That's why there's editors and development editors and copyright editors. They're there to help you. But I think your words, you just need to put them down on paper to make sure that Mm. it happens. 
So if people want to learn more about you and your work, what should they do? Where should they go? They should definitely visit InvisibleDadJourney.com for sure. Also on Facebook, um, Candice the Journeyist, and on Instagram, Candice the Journeyist. Candice the Journeyist. Well, Candice Ragland is the author of Invisible Dad. You can get her book right now on Amazon. You can also check her out at InvisibleDadJourney.com. Candice, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you very much. So we have some exciting stuff cooking over here at the Author Incubator. We are about two weeks away from our next launch. So if you have not seen one of our book launches, now is the time to register. If you head over to theauthorincubator.com and sign up for our list, you will get all of the notifications about our next book launch. We're going to launch 14 books this time. It's going to be one of our biggest book launches ever. And um, you're going to get to meet all of the authors at that launch, hear a little bit about their book journey and what got them from an idea to launching their book in 90 days or less. I really hope you can join us for that. Um, We also have a bunch of new super fun stuff coming out this summer Um, we're going to do a webinar series where we're going to get into some of the nitty-gritty techniques that I teach uh, authors like Candice who work with us for the whole process. I'm going to make that available to everyone, um, even people who are publishing with other publishers or publishing on their own. Um, So we have a great summer series coming up. I'm going to be sharing more about that at our launch in June. So definitely head over to theauthorincubator.com, get on our list so that we can help you get your book done. Um, We believe here at the Author Incubator in changing the world one book at a time. Thanks for joining us. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.